The Strange-Looking Man by Fanny Kimball Johnson From The Best Short Stories of 1917 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dale Grothman The Strange-Looking Man by Fanny Kimball Johnson a tiny village lay among the mountains of the country from which for four years the men had gone forth to fight first the best men had gone then the older men then the youths and lastly the schoolboys it will be seen that no men could have been left in the village except the very aged and the bodily incapacitated who soon died owing to the war policy of the government which was to let the useless perish that there might be more food for the useful now it chanced that while all the men went away save those left to die of slow starvation only a few returned and those few were crippled and disfigured in various ways one young man had only part of a face and had to wear a painted tin mask like a holiday maker another had two legs but no arms and another two arms but no legs one man could scarcely be looked at by his mother having had his eyes burned out of his head until he stared like death one had neither arms nor legs and was mad of his misery besides and lay all day in a cradle like a baby and there was a quite old man who strangled night and day from having sucked in poison gas and another a mere boy who shook like a leaf in a high wind from the shell-shock and screamed at a sound and he too had lost a hand and part of his face though not enough to warrant the expense of a mask for him all these men except he who had been crazed by horror of himself had been furnished with ingenious appliances to enable them to be partly self-supporting and to earn enough to pay their share of the taxes which burdened their defeated nation to go through that village after the war was something like going through a life-size toy village with all the mechanical figures wound up and clicking only instead of the figures being new and gay and pretty they were battered and grotesque and inhuman there would be a windmill and a smithy and a public house there would be a row of cottages a village church the sparkling waterfall the party-colored fields spread out like bright kerchiefs on the hillside the parading fowl and goats and cows though not many of these last there would be the women and with them some children very few however for the women had been getting reasonable and were now refusing to have sons who might one day be sent back to them limbless and mad to be rocked in cradles for many years perhaps still the younger women softer creatures of impulse had borne a child or two one of these born the second year of the war was a very blond and bullet-headed rascal of three with a bullying air and of a roving disposition but such traits appear engaging in children of sufficiently tender years and he was a sort of village plaything here there and everywhere on the most familiar terms with the wrecks of the war which the government of that country had made he tried on the tin mask and played with the baker's mechanical leg so indulgent were they of his caprices 
and it amused him excessively to rock the cradle of the man who had no limbs and who was his father in and out he ran and was humored to his bent to one he seemed the son he had lost to another the son he might have had had the world gone differently to others he served as a brief escape of the shadow of a future without hope to others yet a diversion of an hour this last was especially true of the blind man who sat at the door of his old mother's cottage binding brooms the presence of the child seemed to him like a warm ray of sunshine falling across his hand and he would lure him to linger by letting him try on the great blue goggles which he found it best to wear in public but no disfigurement or deformity appeared to frighten the little fellow these had been his playthings from earliest infancy one morning his mother being busy washing clothes had left him alone confident that he would soon seek out some friendly fragment of soldier and entertain himself till noon and hunger time but occasionally children have odd notions and do the exact opposite of what one supposes on this brilliant summer morning the child fancied a solitary ramble along the bank of the mountain stream vaguely he meant to seek a pool higher up and to cast stones in it he wandered slowly straying now and then into small valleys or chasing wayside ducks it was past ten before he gained the green gleaming and foam whitened pool sunken in the shadow of the tall gray rock over whose top three pine trees swayed in the fresh breeze under them looking to the child like a white cloud in a green sky stood a beautiful young man poised on the sheer brink for a dive a single instant he stood there clad only in shadow and sunshine and next he had dived so expertly that he scarcely splashed up the water around him then his dark dripping head rose in sight his glittering arm thrust up and he swam vigorously to shore he climbed the rock for another dive these actions he repeated in pure sport and joy in life so often that his little spectator became dizzy with watching at length he had enough of it and scooped for his discarded garments these he carried to a more sheltered spot and rapidly put on the child still wide-eyed and wondering for indeed he had much to occupy his attention he had two arms two legs a whole face with eyes nose mouth chin and ears complete he could see for he had glanced around him as he dressed he could speak for he sang loudly he could hear for he had turned quickly at the whir of the pigeon wings behind him his skin was smooth all over and nowhere on it were the dark scarlet maps which the child found so interesting on the arms face and breasts of the burned man he did not strangle every little while or shiver madly and scream at a sound it was truly inexplicable and therefore terrifying the child was beginning to whimper to tremble to look wildly about for his mother when the young man observed him hello he cried eagerly if it isn't a child he came forward across a footbridge with a most ingratiating smile for this was the first time that day he had seen a child and he had been thinking it remarkable 
that there should be so few children in a valley where when he had traveled that way five years before there had been so many that he had scarcely been able to find pennies for them so he cried hello quite joyously and searched in his pockets but to his amazement the bullet-headed little blonde boy screamed out in terror and fled for the protection into the arms of a hurriedly approaching young woman she embraced him with evident relief and was lavishing on him terms of scolding and endearment in the same breath when the traveller came up looking as if his feelings were hurt i assure you madam he said that i only meant to give your little boy these pennies he explained himself in an air of wonder what on earth is there about me to frighten a child he queried plaintively the young peasant woman smiled indulgently on them both on the child now sobbing his face buried in her skirt and on the boyish perplexed and beautiful young man it is because he finds the hair traveller so strange-looking she said curtsying he is quite small she showed his smallness with a gesture and it is the first time he has ever seen a whole man the end of the strange-looking man by Fanny Kimball Johnson